Welcome to a, another episode of my podcast called Interested. Why do I call it Interested? Because I'm interested in the people that I'm talking to, and I hope you dudes are interested too. Today's guest is a mega, mega manager and talent manager. He's been in the game for a long time, used to be an attorney, but now he uh, represents some of the biggest musical acts that are out there, Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears, Steven Tyler, to name a few. Ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful, the nebishy, the Larry Rudolph. And I've never passed on somebody who ended up ultimately becoming really big. So I thought, what other better person to co-host this particular episode um, than the, can I say the lovely? The, the lovely. lovely. You see very lovely. The lovely, the beautiful. Cachet. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Randy Jackson. Yo, in the house. Randy the Jackson. Randy Jackson. Dog and Shore. Let's go. So can you tell the people that are listening, who the hell is Larry Rudolph? Because the person on the street that are just, you know, they know McDonald's, they know, uh, they know uh, Google, they know like, you know, Greyhound, Greyhound, but they don't know the name Larry Rudolph. So who's Larry Rudolph? Larry is this uber god of our entertainment business. He's a very dear friend of mine. He started back in the day, you know, with Britney the NSYNC, all the boys, Justin. I mean, he was there in the beginning. I mean, he comes from like real world he's got law experience he's so he's a he's a manager, manager. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. a man uber manager but he's got all sorts of business savvy and experience yeah and so the, he is the man so he's the manager of britney spears miley cyrus steven, steven tyler, tyler right i mean and the list goes on and you and on. did you did american idol with steven tyler that, that's yeah, a whole idol other thing with steven tyler you know right. mad love and respect for britney and miley yeah mad love and respect for you know larry that's my yeah. man that's my and boy do you ever because i grew up in the business since i was little do you ever get um mistaken for randy jackson that one of the jacksons <laughs> all the time right <laughs> I only got mistaken for him when I used I mean, to live not in Beverly Hills. Mistaken for him, but just the name. Just the name. Yeah, people go like, "Are you Michael's brother?" And I go, "Well, I could have been, but no." But you're. Randy I wish J- I was, but no. Right, and Randy Jackson. Obviously, most people know you from American Idol. Most people know me from Idol. You know, some people know me from my journey days, and you know, managing people and producing records and writing. You know, we got a pretty big management company now. We manage artists, we manage writer producers, chefs, actors, you know. Chefs, that. Chef Boy Arwees. Yo, Chef, Chef Boy Arwees. <laughs> Chef Boy Arwees. So we're going to we're going to stroll down stroll down this thing. So what happened was is I was able to talk to Larry in his beautiful condo. He's got a big beautiful condo up off of Doheny Estates up there. Yes. Yeah, beautiful. I can can see my mom's house <laughs> from it. And um and I got to sit down with him and just which was weird because I don't think he's ever really done a lot of interviews. He said he did one with you. He did one with me, but he's a great interview, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I don't know why he doesn't do that more at many more than but Because you know, I think he needs to protect his his clients. Well, yeah, well I think that and I think also, you know, like he probably doesn't like, you know, to give off that much information. Information. And on that note, let's let's take a, a stroll. And you're going to sit with me. Are you interested, bro? Let's go, bro. Let's, let's go. dive in. Interested, the dog We're in the weeds. We're going deep in, man. This is Larry Rudolph, the Nebishi Jews, all the way from the New York City. What's up? Here we go. <laughs> Check them out. I can't help but notice every one of the magazines that are pretty much every one of the magazines on um, on your tables here. Miley Cyrus is on the cover. Yeah, and Brittany. We've got Brittany around. We've got uh, 
There's one with Steven Tyler somewhere. I'm right. I'm not sure where, but yeah. So, but you don't have these magazines on your counter because you represent them. You have them just because they're on the cover because of these I magazines. Bizarre and W and yeah. But that's like pretty that. cool. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, you're their manager. Right. And then, so like, for instance, here's like a, 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 here's like a cover of Miley Cyrus. Right. Who looks hot, by the way. Right. Right? I'm just saying she, look, she looks beautiful. She's on the cover of Bizarre. So were you on that shoot? Uh, was I on that shoot? Yes, I was on that shoot. Really? Yes. How was she acting on that shoot? Pretty good? She's great. Yeah. So I just saw her bangers. What was it? The bangers thing you got on NBC? Yeah, yeah. That was a pretty big deal. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. So, network TV. Yeah, that was pretty shit. That was pretty yeah. the shit. Yeah. I mean, like, were you at the show? I was at the show. Were yeah. you one of the fuzzy bears on the stage? Uh, I was not. No, I was one of the fuzzy bears behind the stage. Uh, I was, yeah, I was in Barcelona. It was great. It was a great show. Because I've known you for, oh, that was in Barcelona? Mm hmm. I thought that was in New York. Nope, Barcelona. We shot at Barcelona and then we did some. Some a little bit of shooting in Lisbon and um, and some backstage stuff there and uh, it all became that show. Wow! Yeah. Who was the director? There was two directors on there. Yeah. Great uh, directors. Yeah, yeah, really good directors. Uh, yeah, one of the guys is um, is uh, Hamish, who does uh, who did um, a Britney special for me years ago mm-hmm. and has done a million of these concert specials is is very good and. Um, and then Diane uh, Martell, who um, who's who's uh, who's Miley's um, she's Miley's muse. You know, the two of them are um, mm-hmm. are um, you know sort of uh, they're 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 very close creatively, and she helped you know t- t- together they put together the Bangers tour, mm-hmm. uh, and um, she also directed the um, the can the We Can't Stop video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, she's a great I- collaborator. So I usually don't stop the interview within like 30 seconds, but <laughs> I just wanted to hear your take on why he was just giving me such short answers. Uh, yes. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh, like yeah. he didn't elaborate. Like I later he was, on he does. He's, I think he was trying to kind of feel you out to see where you were going. You know, like, you know, he's got to protect his clients, his artists. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's got to make sure that they're evenly represented. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. So, so with the Stephen Tyler to- magazine thing? Well, yeah, I think he was just trying to see, well, where's Paulie going with this? What's he talking <laughs> right, about? Right. What's he trying to trip me up with? What's going on with him? What's the catch? But there is no catch. I was just trying to ask him questions about his client. It's just Paulie, man. Yeah, yeah. Just Paulie. Yeah, I was just trying to, you know, get some information. I can't. But you could tell, though, that he loves his clients because yeah. he's protecting them. Like, yeah. he's like riding with them, you know, on the magazine covers, you know, like. Yeah. I feel like Paulie, me and you should have been on one of them covers. That's what I'm trying to say. Side All right. by side. So here we go, a little bit more Larry Rudolph and Mr. Randy Jackson. We're yeah. interested, bros. Yeah, yeah. So let's back it up a little because I've known you for about 15, 20 years or so. Right. And from every time I, since I've known you, you represented Britney Spears. Correct. And then all of a sudden I find out you represent Miley Cyrus. Uh, so how did that happen? Um, Miley, I've known Miley for a long time, uh, uh-huh. way before I was ever working with her. Uh, I actually got to know Miley. Um, one day I randomly caught, my daughter was in town and, mm. uh, my daughter must've been about, how many years ago? Well, was this? this is probably about 
six or seven years ago. Uh, and my daughter was probably about 14 at the time. So she came into LA to visit me. And I said to her, um, what do you want to do when you're in LA? Huh. Uh, like, what do you want to do this week? And she said, I only want to do one thing. I want to meet Miley Cyrus. Wow. I said, uh, okay, let me see if I can work that out. So mm. I picked up the phone and I called Tish Cyrus, Miley's mom, who I didn't know at the time. I've since mm. become very friendly with. And you said, hey, um, it's, it's Larry Rudolph on the phone. I did. I said. Sweet, not scary Rudolph. The, no, the Rudolph no, no. of love. I, I was, exactly. <laughs> Larry Love. I was Larry, Larry, Love. <laughs> I was Larry Love on that call. Right. <laughs> so you call her up. So I called her so up. T- it's Tish Myra, Myra no, Cyrus? Yeah, Tish Cyrus, Tish. Right. Um, and, um, and I told her, uh, that my, you know, I was here with my daughter and Mm. I asked her if, uh, there was anything that they were doing that Miley was doing over the next few days that I can bring my daughter to Mm. just to say a very quick hello. I didn't want to impose. I just figured it would be great if she could just literally meet her, say hi and, you know, and, and, and leave. Uh, Tish said to me, um, Tish said, listen, I'll do, I could do one better for you. She said, what are you doing right now? I said, Nothing. She said, come over to the house. She said she just got in from London. She's asleep upstairs. But when she gets up, you know, you can, you know, she's got nothing else to do tonight or tomorrow or whatever. You know, you, you can come, just come over to the house. I said, all right, you know, come over to the house. So I grabbed my daughter, Dylan, and we went over to the house. And uh, when we got there, Miley was still asleep. So we sat and we spoke to uh, to uh, Tish and Billy Ray for a while, who are wonderful, wonderful mm. people I love and I've gotten to know very well over the past few years. Uh, and um, and then ultimately... Um, so this is when Miley was still living at home? Oh, yeah. She was still living at home. Yeah, she was still living with her parents. So how many I mean, years this is, ago this is this, this is They're almost the same age. Miley's a year older. So if my daughter was 14, Miley was about 15. Huh. So um, then Miley ended up coming downstairs uh, after a while. We were probably there for wow. an hour or two. Miley came downstairs. Europe is t- it's a tiring flight. Well, that's it exactly. Yeah, she's a little baby. She needed to sleep. She was at the time, yeah. right? So she she came downstairs and she um, she was incredible. You know her. Mm. You know she said she was in, you know just just super as sweet as could be. She was tired, but as sweet as could be. Uh, super gracious. You know said hi to my daughter. Uh, and within within two minutes, they were running upstairs into Miley's room to you know to hang out. Uh, yeah. I stayed downstairs with uh, with Tish and Billy Ray, just wow. you know bullshitting about this or that. And and another hour or two went by, and I looked at them wow. and said, you know, maybe I should go. Maybe we should go upstairs and see what they're doing. Right. So so we went upstairs, and um, and my daughter was sitting on the floor in Miley's room, and Miley was sitting on her bed with an acoustic guitar, just. <laughs> playing and singing songs wow. to my daughter. My daughter was sitting there with a big giant smile on wow. her face. So anyway, so that was um, that was great. It made me sort of you know hero dad, mm. uh, and um, and I sort of vowed from that day that that you know these were some people that I really loved and I mm. would do anything for. So um, I maintained a relationship with them, not for any reason other than I thought that they were wonderful people, and mm. they were and they are. Uh, and um, and about uh, two years ago, they. Um, they ended up uh, making a management change and and came to me and one thing led to another and I ended up um, I ended up managing Miley uh, and sort of got you know got heavily involved with her as she you know as she decided to make her transition from you know from from sort of Disney star to mm-hmm. um, to adult star. Right. So so basically, um, your daughter, she should probably get half of whatever you get. Oh, she's already getting. Because, she's already at least spending way more than half. So I think, well, no, I think but she's because covered. of her 
wanting to see Miley, right? Kind of like, Dad, I'm a big fan of hers. Got you in there and created some type of introduction, right? And <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's let's make sure she doesn't hear this. <laughs> So, um, so we're here with Randy Jackson. So, um, what do you think about that? So, so I think that that Larry should cut in his daughter his into daughter some of the be cash. Part of the management. I mean, that's, that's like fucking met, that's dude, finder's fee, dude. dude. That's how he met. He should actually his daughter Dylan should co-manage Miley with him. Right, Dylan, you should be co-managing Miley with your father, Larry. Yeah, because that's Larry, like a finder's in, fee. And you know, we should do you think do, that what me and you should rep Dylan in the deal. Oh my god! <laughs> right, right. And then what about Ryan Seacrest? What does he? Let's get? rep Ryan in the deal. We'll cut Ryan in because Ryan met Dylan once. Right. All the people that have met Dylan. Larry, it's like this, six degrees of Dylan. Yes, Larry. This management thing with Miley is growing. Miley, you're gonna have a lot more people on your team. Yeah. Well, say hi to a lot more little friends. So do you think? But do you think that's a true story though? Do you think that's like? Do you think like Larry set the whole thing up though? I think it's think? a true story. I think yeah. he went to the house because you know Trish. Is very you know sweet her? and Billy Ray, yeah, they're very sweet people. And I said, you know, listen, Larry's been in the business for a long time, so I'm sure yeah. he made a call and say, hey, listen, you know, my daughter really wants to meet Miley. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Miley's cool like that. I mean, I'm sure she would sit around. And if play I songs said I wanted Miley. to meet Miley, they would be like, get this weirdo out of here. <laughs> they wouldn't, right? No, I'm just. I don't kidding. know if they. Yeah. Well, they might let you in. Yeah. He probably the the Billy Ray guy knows me probably. Yeah, they'd let you yeah. in, but you wouldn't like, be allowed yeah. in Miley's bedroom. No, 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 absolutely no, not. No, no, off so, limits. So what do you think about the whole Billy Ray, Miley Cyrus thing? That's pretty cool, right? No, I mean, dude, how, I how he how he got like a second wind in his career and stuff like dude, that? Dude, I love it. I mean, you know, he had Achy Breaky Heart, which yeah. was like ginormously huge and stuff. Yeah. You know, he was the guy that originally was rocking the mullet, dude. He yeah, brought the he mullet did back, have the mullet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was on MTV when Tony DeSanto was my assistant. Tony DeSanto. We what? love Tony and Liz. Fuck Yo. Tony. Fuck Tony, that son of a bitch. No, I'm just kidding. What's up, Tony, you sweaty Jew bag? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Tony, no. what's going down, brother? So, so that's pretty cool, though. So then, So then Larry started... Larry started to uh, to manage Miley Cyrus. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Do you think it's Britney? Cool. Do you think Britney was affected by it a little bit? Jealous or we kind of find out a little bit later. But what, no, what's you your know, thought? I really think I really feel like you know Larry and Britney been together so long. Yeah. That I gotta think that she'd probably be cool with it. And I think Britney probably likes Miley, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think they both like each other. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, like if artists like each other and they're cool with each other, they have no problem with it. Right. But it's usually when there's like, you know, little diva issues that you'd be like, yo, well, that's gonna be trouble in paradise. Right, right. Well, here we are with Randy, and we're listening to Miley Cyrus, uh, how Larry Rudolph, who is Miley's manager, my friend Randy's friend, sweet guy, thank you so much for sitting down with us, Larry. Uh, he seems like he's loosening up a little. Yeah, you know, I think when you first started this, mm. he sounded like, hmm, where is this all going? Right. What is Paulie trying to do to me? Right. What kind of dude just, is he painting the color on me of? Like, right. you know, like, am I some weird I was just dude? trying to massage his prostate a little. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, well, I might do it to you, too, if the lights get a little more dark. All <laughs> no, right, we'll be back. Mine's right good. After. Mine's strong. You were an entertainment attorney in New York. Right. And then how did you hook up with Brittany? Um, it's kind of a long, convoluted story. Um, but um, 
uh, some guy brought her into my office one day, pretty mm. much. I'm sort of giving this summary story here. Some guy brought her into my office one day to, um, to, 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 to try to do something with her, um, which didn't work out. And, um, and then they ended up calling me but you were a couple just, of months But later. you were just an attorney at the time. I was just an attorney at and the time. And you weren't with managing no, anyone. With no aspirations nope. of doing anything other right. than being an attorney at the right. time. Brittany was 13 years old when I met her. Um, uh, you know, sort of about this, a year out of the Mickey Mouse Club. Was this in New York? This was in New York. What was she doing in New York? She was trying to get something going, so okay, she went to New it. York. Yeah, not a lot going on in Kentwood, Louisiana, in terms of the you know entertainment yeah. industry. So she went to New York. Uh, she had been in New York previously. She had she had been an understudy in a in a Broadway show uh, a couple of years before that. So she was not unfamiliar with um, so, with the city. So she walks in the room with these people. Who are the pe- her parents? Yeah, her parents her parents came and, in with her when she said, was 13. And they said, "Hey, this is our daughter. She's Britney uh-huh. Spears." Right. How did they find you just through a friend of a friend? Yeah, through this guy that was trying to trying to do something with her. He was trying to produce them, trying to produce her. That's what I was that's what I was saying. Don't you think that guy needs something too, right? Okay, Larry, look. The yeah. guy that introduced you that turned Britney's parental units onto you, dude, they need this guy needs a piece too, man. There's a lot of people in Larry's life. Larry, yeah. Paul and I are discovering with this whole thing, yeah. dude, that there's a lot of yeah. people that need a piece, man. You need to break off a lot of people. Yeah, some dude. crumbs, bro. Yeah, come That's on, bro. That's not cool, dude. You can't be sitting up come at the on, fucking bro. condo staring at my mom's <laughs> house in the Beverly Hills, dude, and not cut me and wrote down here at the fucking studio. Yeah, you need to break down in La Brea. We're by the strip club. That's not cool, bro. And look, and look me and Paulie, we got your back. We're trying to protect you with this stuff. Yeah, and so Seacrest, you should break us off. Seacrest gets a piece because he's friends with us. He's with us and he's imaginarily here. Nicki Minaj, nothing. She yeah, doesn't get anything. Yeah, but no, Nikki's here she too because some, okay. she's kind of consciously coupling with us with you. Okay, good. So we just had to, again, uh, we had to take a little break because I saw you start sweating on that moment yeah, when you saw I that. Yeah, I mean, all these people he needs to break off. Larry, come on, share, Shave bro. Shave some lemon wedges, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and what did she do in the office? Um, she, Introduced you know, showed you? me, yeah, she, she, she showed me some videotape of her from the, uh, this is back, you know, when you would pop a videotape into a machine. Which I remember those really days. Just, yeah, I'm sure you still have one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, you know, so she showed me some videotape of her on the Mickey Mouse Club. I wasn't even familiar with it because uh, I hadn't that I had, I missed that era of the Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, and you know, it was her. It was Justin. It was JC. It was uh, Christina Aguilera. It was all of them. Um, I was again a completely unaware, and nobody knew who any of those kids were yeah. at that time. Um, not beyond. Those. I was super famous at that time. You were absolutely. And, they, and super no one famous. knew who they were. Yeah, if the weasel had walked in, it would have been a big deal. Right, it would have been a big deal. <laughs> You'd have been like, well, well, Exactly. Okay, so 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 you saw so you saw her. So I saw her. And you're like, whoa! Um, right? And I thought, yeah, I thought she was really talented, but um, but the timing was off. She was only thirteen, and at that time, there really were, were no white kids, little white kids doing pop music. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that was not what was going on in 1995. It was more about um, sort of urban music. Was uh, rhythmic music was was really dominating the pop charts. You know, Puffy and people like that were were were, were at the top then. And there so was yeah. So she no, played. They played the videotape. Yeah, they played the videotape. I saw what she you know what she was capable of. I said basically, listen, right now is not the right time. Go home. Go to go to go. You know, go to junior high school, high school, whatever. Um, be a normal kid for a while. But the music industry is cyclical. It'll come back around. There'll be another pop, you know, 
pop movement where you know that you'll fit well into at some point soon. And you knew she was and, talented. Though. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, that was, like, there was oh no doubt God, about right? it. And they also showed me. Um, you know, they just showed me, you know, a, a, a variety of stuff that she had done, uh, you know, that she had done in the past, uh, including the, uh, you know, the Ed McMahon thing from, you know, yeah. from Star Search and whatnot. And I was like, so, you know, but, I could see that this was yeah. a very talented kid who had really put in her time, really done a lot. Was she the- your first client? So you decided you woke up one day, you're like, you know what, I want to manage her at a no, certain time. It wasn't, it wasn't exactly like that. It, interestingly, it was, it, I kind of got recruited for it. Hmm. Uh, I wasn't looking to manage. Uh, but what happened was, is about two years later when things started turning around and you know when pop music started to pop music in the form we know it now started coming back around you know Backstreet Boys uh, Spice Girls Hanson those groups started to hit it became time for uh, you know a pop solo female artist to break through so we were talking again and um, and I helped her put together some demos at the time and brought her to New York and and she and I went you know basically you know we hoofed it around New York City going from radio from record company to record company and we met with four different record companies in one day she came mm. into New York for one day wow so we met with four different record companies in one day and she got she got one offer wow um, uh, basically because all three of the others didn't think that a solo female pop artist belonged in 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 the in you know in out there at that time they thought that it was only the only thing that was going to work was the boy bands and, and know, what year was this around this was 1997 wow at this that's point. when my career started to take a shit oh okay maybe there's there's, so, there's something related here maybe there's that, a reason that's when some shit connection. really started to get really depressing <laughs> for me <laughs> oh my god So what do you think about? That? I mean, he's you know he's he sent Britney home, man. So the dude that you should break off, right? Help the parents have you meet Britney, and you sent Britney home. Yes. Yeah, so, but what would do you, you sent Britney home, Paulie? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a manager. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know what you know what I mean. I don't. But Britney Spears, because you remember her at that age, around 13, because you were saying some shit. About the Mickey Mouse Club, the Mickey Mouse Club is that still happening? No, but the Mickey wait Mouse is the Mickey Mouse Club still happening? Yes or no? No, no. Really? Mickey Mouse Why? Club is done. It's a wrap. I don't know, man. They need to try and bring it back because here's the deal. Because that's in Florida, and that there's a lot of those, those 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 poppy white kids are down there. Well, so here's what you had: you had J.C. Chazé, mm. you had Britney, you had Justin, you had Christine Aguilera. You had Jessica Simpson. You had Ryan Gosling. Mm. You had like a ton of artists that were all discovered. Does Ryan Gosling sing too? Ryan Gosling, he's the actor. But remember, yeah, the Mickey Mouse Club was about acting, singing, dancing. Right. So you were like right. a true, like, you know, yeah. performer, like that triple right. threat thing. So what's up with American Idol? Because I was talking to Ryan, uh, no, I was talking to uh, Robin Anton. Robin yeah. Anton. Robin we like Anton. Her. Yeah, we talked to her. And the thing with American Idol that I see, that everyone sees, obviously, is that it's 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 just singing, it's singing. Right, right. But what about like the triple threat? You know, like we just talked about, like having a show about you know singing, kind of like a pussycat doll. A pussycat doll sings, dances, does the whole thing. Well, but they had American- that show. Well, oh. they had that show. Robin had that show. Search for the next Pussycat Doll or whatever. Right. I think they had it on for like two or three seasons on the CW. So why do you think American Idol lasts so long compared to all these other shows? Because I think, well, first of all, it was the first one. I Mm. do believe it was the best one, not just because I was on it or whatever. I just think it was the best one. We born it because 
I think when you look at the variety show, it's hard for people to follow a bunch of things at once. Mm. But you can take a simple idea. That's why. So you think you can dance? My other show, America's Best Dance Crew, Dancing with the Stars, they're just about dancing. Mm-hmm. So Idol shows like it, The Voice, X Factor, Rising Star, just about singing. So I think for the public, it's hard for them to follow so many things. At but once. what about America's Got Talent? America's Got Talent That's is a, a different, different type kind of, of a show. show. Yeah. So it is almost America's Got Talent was a little bit more like. Your old school variety show sort of meets the gong show in a weird sort of way. And what about The Voice? The Voice seems to be pretty popular. Yeah, The Voice is just about singing. That's just yeah, about singing. Yeah, but why do you too. think that one's so much? Is, American Idol's not on the air anymore, right? Oh, no. It's going it's, into its 14th oh, it's going triumphant again? season, yes. I thought it finished. No, never. David, you're supposed to give me better information, you it son of a bitch. It will never finish. It's the best Dude, show. Dude, what the fuck, bro? It's you the said best that it was, show on the On planet. the way over here, you said it was canceled. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just it's kidding. the best show of its kind on the planet. Yeah, but you're, you're the only one that's the main guy that's still there all the time. Well, yeah, but I mean, the show morphs and changes and moves. But the thing is, is that, you know, I'd like to say a lot of the other shows kind of came after us and they did. So I think, you know, look, Idol's going into his 14th season. I think The Voice is going into seven. So we'll see, you know, how long what lasts. You know, we never thought Idol would go 14 seasons. I think it could go 17, 18 seasons. Wow. And then what's up with um, all the the, the uh, uh, who is it? Steven Tyler was on there, and then Steven Tyler. And then you had you had Paul Abdul, Paul Abdul, awesome. Simon Cowell. You know all the. She had a nice little resurgence. Paul oh Abdul. yeah, no, we love her. You know, well, Paula, Paulie, Paula. Yeah. You know, Paula's our friend from way back. Yes, of course. I mean, she's mad cool. I mean, she did it all too because she was dancer, yeah, she, singer, actress. Right. That she was, was like whole the thing. original Jennifer Lopez. Exactly, right. exactly. She was before Jennifer Lopez when she was on uh, In Living Color. Right. right. In Living Color, yo, I remember that. Yo, but you Jennifer, taking me back. Like, yeah, but you remember Jennifer Lopez was on that, but before that was Paul Abdul. She was... She was Paula Abdul. She was the choreography to a lot of music videos. She did this. She was a choreo, yeah. and she was a former Laker girl. I think she wanted to have sex with me once too. Really? But did you me, guys date? No, she was with Emilio Estevez. Oh, it's so good. she was you with guys him didn't date at that time because we had the same business manager. Oh, really? Yeah. So he was trying to hook. What's it that up. guy's name? I can't say it. I'll throw him under the bus right now. I think his name's Larry Rudolph. Uh, okay, <laughs> we're going into some more Larry Rudolph. Are you still interested, bro? Yes. What's up with that yes. shit? Yes. Come on, Larry. Here we go. So you got her with this one label. So I got her with this one record. Was it label, Jive? Which is Jive Records, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the, the guy who owned Jive Records at the time, Clive Calder, um, uh, I knew, and I brought her to him, and he was, you know, he is to this day, um, in my opinion, mm. the smartest guy who's ever lived in the music business. Mm. Um, not many people know him. Everybody else knows the other Clive Davis, who's also brilliant. Mm. But um, this guy, Clive Calder, um, um, ultimately, uh, it took about two weeks uh, and he finally called me back and he said, um, he said, you know something? He said, I, I hear you. You're right. Mm. There is, there is, I do believe there mm. is uh, um, room for a solo female artist wow. in the, in the, in the marketplace right now. Um, let's, let's do this. Wow. So that, that's, that's how things started. And then, um, you know, and then, um, you know, Brittany, we signed her to jive at the time and then she came in and she started making the baby one more time album and. 
things just went from there. But I was sort of by her side the whole time. You know, I, I helped her put the demos together. I helped her get the record deal. I was doing all kinds of all this stuff for her as her lawyer. And um, and then it came time to find her a manager. Mm. So I was taking her around to to meet various managers, and um, she didn't like anybody. And she's then like, she started, I like you. Yeah, and then she, well, nice. she was comfortable with me because yeah. everything I told her was right, and everything mm. I told her came tr- that would happen came true. So she she be, you know she trusted me, and she was comfortable with me. So I. Um, I, uh, you know, so she, at, at some point she started asking me if I would do it. And I said, no, I'm, I'm a lawyer, not a manager. And, um, she, you know, she asked a couple of times, her parents asked a couple of times. I really was not, um, I was not highly motivated to do it. Although I tremendously believed in her. I wanted to stay a lawyer. That was my profession at the time. But then I got a phone call one day from, uh, from, from Clive Calder and, uh, and Barry Weiss, who was the president of the label. And they asked me to come up and see them. And they basically convinced me that uh, it was in everybody's best interest to do this, for me to do this, because bringing in somebody from the outside who didn't have the vision that we all had about her um, was, was going to be a bad idea. So um, in order to make sure that, that things went correctly for her, I kind of gave in and did it. So, so were, it, you, were you at a firm? Um, I was at a, yeah, I was at a law so, firm. And that, how, how many partners did you have? Well, it was, it was a small was a small New York City law firm that was really my firm. I had about uh, 12 lawyers working for me. So you had to like say, hey guys, it's a wrap here. I'm going to go work with (laughs) No, 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 no. I stayed, I was actually her lawyer and manager for a a number of years until I just couldn't do it anymore. And then you said, hey guys, it's a wrap? Yeah, well, pretty much. They all, no, they all, most of them left with my, with my, one of my partners. I'm sure everybody did perfectly fine after that. Yeah. So now that you've been managing for, that's 97. So Mm -hmm. you've been managing for probably 15 years, 16, 17. Correct. Something years. So do you like managing? I do. Do you feel like it's your calling? Yeah, I do. I do. It's a better fit for me. Huh. So we're here with Randy Jackson. So that happens a lot in this business, don't you think? Like uh, attorneys go to managers. Well, yeah, I think you Can know. Can you all tell those... the people that are listening? Because there's a lot of kids in the Midwest and the, the smaller towns that are just kind of. Might yeah, I not think all those jobs kind of morph into each other. I mean, you know, what you heard Larry talk about is a great story. I mean, Clive Calder, one of the greatest record guys ever, mm-hmm. that owned and started and. You know, developed artists and had Jive Records, which had Backstreet in St. Brittany, R. Kelly, Usher, Chris, I mean, all of that stuff. So um, I think, you know, what you really have there is I think Larry had the inside track. He helped to develop her, as he, you heard him say. He talked about making the records, the demos, the whatever, got her the record deal. And I mean, it's about having a trusted warrior in the mm. game as your manager. Mm. Somebody who That's knows. That's been my problem. No trusted warriors. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, you know, it's somebody that's been in the game, that knows the game, that also has passion for the project, mm. that believes in you. So, I mean, you know, it was so right. And I'm happy that Barry Wise and, you know, Clive Calder called him up to the office and said, dude, who else to manage Brittany but you? Come on. You got to mm-hmm. help us do this. So, I mean, it's, this is a great statement, you know, to, and a testimony to who he is. Larry is a guy, mm-hmm. who he is, his talent, his credentials, and just how, like, of a real G he is. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you, you got to believe in something. Because, you know, fighting for an artist and working with an artist as a manager, you know, you may not make any money for a long, long time, if yeah. you make any. Yeah, that's why my manager left me. No, <laughs> no money. Uh, manager no, said, exact, oh, I'm out of here. Fuck this.
So you must get people sending you tapes and videos and like, hey, my daughter's this or my son. Right. No, I mean, all the time. Right. I mean, hit up all the time. I mean, you're the manager of Britney Spears, Miley Cyrus, now Steven Tyler. Yeah, Avril, um, Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. I mean, who else? Yeah. You were with DMX for a while? Uh, I was his lawyer. Oh, his I was lawyer. his first lawyer, yeah. And I then what about Justin, Justin Timberlake? Justin, I was his lawyer for a few years. Um, but I, who, So who do you manage right now? It's Britney, Miley. Britney, Miley. Uh, Avril, Steven Tyler, um, Nicole Scherzinger, GRL, um, Polly D. Oh yeah. Polly D for sure. You got to love Polly. Yeah. It's amazing. I don't like when I go on Google and his name's first. I know it's, it's not gotta cool, be tough bro. for you, but my name's been more first lately, lately. Has it? Just because I'm doing shows in some really right. shit towns. We got to change that. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. So, um, so that's crazy. So how is it? Balancing all these different, like, you know, uh, uh, I mean, you're like a juggler. You got to like uh, 24 hours, seven days a week. Uh, it's pretty. Yeah. I mean, because no, when I'm with you, we go to dinner or something. You're always getting a call. You got to take this. It's that. Or yeah. is everything pretty mellow right now? No. I mean, there's always there's always stuff going on. I mean, you know, Brittany's, Brittany's doing her residency in Las Vegas, and there's a lot going on with that. Um, you and know, I'm, Miley's still on tour. Steven's still on tour. Avril's still on tour. Uh, you know, there's a, I have four clients all touring at the same time, which is very rare and hmm. somewhat difficult to to maneuver. Other than the fact that I have great people working for me, also, you know, and and everybody, every one of my clients has a a day to day person who you know who rolls with them and um and you know and deals with all of the 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 you know the the, the minutia sort of minutia yeah, you need somebody to deal with all that stuff yeah. so i have really great people thank god uh working uh, with me and for me uh so the Brit- the back uh, to the britney thing i mean you uh, cuz i remember when we were talking about this was a couple of years ago when you were solely putting this together mm-hmm. um you really rolled the dice and made that work and it's awesome and it's like a big hit for you yeah, I mean, she's well, at for the people listening. She's at Planet Hollywood, right? She's at she's Planet Hollywood. She's been there for how long? She's been there since uh, since December, and um, and the residency continues for uh, for two years. Uh, that's our initial commitment, uh, mm. and, you know, and that's and it's going great. We just added forty shows mm. to the original to the original uh, ninety seven. And how many committed. seats is that place? It's a forty three hundred seater. Yeah, actually, so it's around five thousand or so. Uh, so yeah. And how is she these days? Is she enjoying it? Uh, she's she like, loving it. Is she's like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, like, she loves this is, it. She loves this it. This is great. It's right? great. It's uh, because you got to remember, this is this is you know she's done uh, how many tours know, before right? this, which yeah. are tedious. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. living on a bus and you know and uh, and and going all around the world uh, and staying in ho- hotels. I mean, it sounds glamorous, but it's tedious. Mm. Um, you know, I I I I've said to her before, you know. People think that you know you, that your your life is glamorous, which of course it is um, at times. But you know, but I, I've said you know it's it's crazy. People don't realize that that you you know you've probably seen every every you know Crevice every of the world. kitchen yeah. and every back room and every garbage dump in every major hotel in the world because that's you know when you're when you when you're someone like her and you and you come into a place uh, to you know to the four seasons somewhere you know they take you in they take you in through the back you never get to see the beautiful lobby and all that stuff of course right. you get it you you know you have you know she, they, they put her in beautiful rooms but um, but you know she's got to walk through you know kitchens and garbage dumps 
back, you know, back behind, you mm-hmm. know, in, in the in the in the bowels of the hotel yeah, before it's, she can it's interesting get because, to her room. Yeah, because Vegas used to be one of those things back in the day, like, Ugh, I don't want to play Vegas. And now uh-huh. it's the opposite. No. Everyone's trying to get a residency there, right? Yeah. Well, now that she's there, that she's done. I mean, Celine, of course, was the first, you know. Well, but, Shania but, Twain was there and Garth Brooks they, was there. Yeah, you got some big acts. Uh, but but most of those acts are are uh, most of those acts are are heritage acts, which you would call a heritage act, which means that they they're they're sort of playing on a back catalog. They don't really have current hits. I mean, they're brilliantly talented, amazing, amazing artists. Uh, you know, many of whom are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and and are are, are legendary. But they're they're not playing on they're not playing on uh, on current hits. You know, Britney is the first artist to go in and do a residency. Of the of her level, who is still a contemporary current artist, mm. putting out new music, putting out new hits, that's never been done before, uh, and and um, and that's really why we we did it. We did it in order to sort of create a lifestyle for her that was more reasonable than than going on tour. Um, she's got two young kids. She, you know, she uh, Vegas is an hour from home. She lives in Los Angeles, so the lifestyle of it is fantastic. Uh, and it just, um, you know, it just, it just all really works. And she, she's also, you know, always been a trailblazer in her career. We've always sort of done things, try, try to do things first. And she's, you know, and she was very aware of that and wanted to be the first, again, contemporary current artist to go in there and do what, what, what she did. So uh, I'm here with Randy. So if he's got all those those different acts on the road, let's do the math. He's got a lot of acts on the road. So Larry's gets, making yeah. a lot of money. Larry, yeah. you pulling down a lot of money. You yeah. just heard but he, me. And but he deserves saying, it. He deserves it. He deserves 100%. it. But he needs to break off a couple of people. Crumbs. Yeah, some crumbs. Some crumbs. A couple of people. But, yeah. And all of a sudden, Paul and I manage these people along with Ryan yeah, Seacrest. We, yeah, we could be Nicki part Minaj. of it. We all manage these people. Yeah. So I, but I don't know. But we could be the minutiae, bro. Yeah, Larry. You got to talk to us, man. Let's make yeah. a deal, bro. We're ready yeah. to deal, you need, Larry. He needs some, some soldiers. Yes, Larry. Soldiers in the field. So, so about Britney in Vegas. You haven't seen the show yet. I haven't seen the show in Vegas. Because you know why? Why? Fucking Larry hasn't what? He's got to get us some tickets, Larry. You yeah, motherfucker, off, bro. That's not cool. Come on, Larry. <laughs> Me and Paulie are going to go together, and we're going to give it a grade. Yeah, but he'll make, us, he'll make us pay. He'll be like, everyone pays. <laughs> everyone That's pays. That's what he says. No comps. It's There's a no, no comps. comps. He, goes, he goes, I'm not in charge. Her dad is. That's what he throws at me. Her Larry, dad is. come on. It's me yeah. and Paulie, man. We knew you win. Yeah, wait, bro. Wait a minute, you can't. Wait a minute. How long have we known him? I've known him for 15 You've known him for probably longer than that Yeah Because I remember the time we knew you for a while I'm sorry Larry I didn't mean to say that Dude I remember the time (laughs) When we were in our office And he brought his demo in there When he was like 19 years old And we listened to it Yeah we listened to Larry's demo And it was not good (laughs) He was singing the best of the Jews (laughs) All right, here we go As far as uh, as far as Miley is concerned, she, what is she? Are they friends? Do they talk? Kind of talk? Sometimes talk? Yeah. Miley and Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Miley will tell you if you ask Miley. Miley will tell you that Britney is Britney is um, is like an idol to her. You know, she's um, she's really a huge Britney fan. It's funny. She was <laughs> she called me one day and she said to me, she said, "You know what I did all day today?" I said, "No." What? She said, "I I literally sat in bed the entire day." 
watching all of Britney's all of Britney's videos. She said it's incredible the career that this girl has had. Um, so Miley, yeah, Miley's a Miley's a big fan, and vice versa. You know, Britney loves Miley. Um, she loves everything that she's done. Everything you know, she thinks that she's just got this you know sort of this wild spirit that um, that she you know she looks at in awe. Um, and Miley really does. I mean, Miley's really unique. Uh, I've never met anybody quite like her. She's incredibly entertaining, incredibly talented. Uh, and just, you know, in a huge personality. Yeah, she was doing, um, when I was watching the special, she did a Johnny Cash song. Yeah. It's hysterical. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, I know. you had never, right? Was it right. Johnny Cash or was it John Wayne? No, no, no. no John Wayne John Wayne was a cowboy. Oh, I thought he did <laughs> Johnny Cash was, was a singer. Um, um, no, she does all kinds of things. Like, you know, she you know, on her in her concert, she there's one section where she does sort of, a, you know, an acoustic set, and she yeah. does... You know, she does all kinds of things. To she me, does Dolly she Parton. Like Cher. She, does, she can doesn't do that. she sound like she's Cher got. Kinda? Well, she's got that kind of strength in her voice, right? Yeah. And so let's let's talk about the transition from uh, from uh, Hannah Montana to the Miley Cyrus that we know right now. Mm-hmm. So this was her. It seems like it was her idea to to kind of make this transition to kind of go where she's going right now. This because right. that's a big. That's a big turn. Huge turn. I mean, huge turn. Huge turn. And a turn that most... People are, don't most, pull off. Most artists who have tried it, most yeah. celebrities who have tried it, have failed miserably. Yeah, I failed mis- <laughs> miserably. <laughs> You're still trying to make the I'm turn. I'm still trying to... No, yeah. it's difficult. It's yeah, difficult. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she's talented, and she was able to kind of make that hard, kind of hard pin, a hard pin turn into where she's at now. Right. And now you watch her, and even if people kind of diss her, they still think she's awesome. Right. You know, you still have the, oh, she's da-da-da-da, but you know what? She's bringing, she's bringing the goods. Right. Right? Well, you can't, so, you can't deny, whether you like her or don't like her, yeah. you can't deny the fact that the girl is amazingly talented yeah. and amazingly entertaining. She's yeah. great. So, so during that transition mm-hmm. from the whole twerking uh, MTV time to the blonde hair to kind of the tattoos, the tongue thing. Like right. before that, like what was going on? Uh, well, did I, you guys all sit in a room and say? And she says, like, yo, I'm just fucking burnt on my hair. I'm burnt on the the Hannah Montana thing, like, because she grew up quick. It was like a big. She yeah, got out of a, Disney, and then despite what everybody would think, and what you just said is probably a reasonable assumption, but it's not the truth. Really what happened is is that she was the architect of the whole thing. Yeah. There was no sitting in a room, let's strategize this or that. It was completely organic. She had a vision. All that I did was help her facilitate it. It's really that simple. I take, so no, I, take, came, I take no credit beyond that. Right. I get that. But yeah. when she came to you with this transition into this, what did you say and what was, her, what was that meeting like? Um, it wasn't, it wasn't as, it wasn't as She obviously called you up that. and said, Hey, I'm going to da, 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 da. Yeah. We just talked and about kind of sort of, of, of what, yeah. we just talked about what she was going to do. You know, what, what kind of music she wanted to make, what kind of, mm. you know, the, 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 you know, when you look at it, when you look back on it now and you see the VMAs and you see the, you know, the, the, the documentary, the movement that she did on, 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 on MTV and, um, and, you know, and you see the, and you see the, the videos and you see the, the, the concert special and you, and you, you know, you just look back at all of these things 
it looks like it was sort of um, you know all orchestrated. of all orchestrated and calculated yeah. and everything else. But the reality is, is, it doesn't really quite work like that. You're just sort of making you know you're just sort of make, doing one thing at a time, making one move at a time, and it all sort of adds up to you know to to the positive place that she's in right now and the great place that she's in. Right. But it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like we sat down one day with a blank piece of paper and, and, and wrote all this down and said, let's do this over the next 18 months. Mm. So um, we're here with Randy. So she was, she was a, a guest on, what was it, The X Factor? She was a judge on that. Judge on, yeah, yeah, judge yeah, 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 yeah. So, what do you think of that whole thing? She didn't seem like she liked it, or she kind of did it. Or- I think you know. Listen, I really believe that the judging thing is not for everyone. Mm. I think you know, it's one of those things that it sounds good in concept. Mm. You get there and you go like, mm, I don't know if I like this. So mm. I'm not sure. I haven't talked to her about it. I'm not sure. You know, she really loved it, or it was really something she really wants to do because it's a funny thing. I'm telling you, yeah. it's like people yeah, watching somebody it? play golf or tennis. Oh my god, that looks easy. You get out there mm. and you've knocked 19 holes in. So the ground. it's hard to judge then. I mean, you're the you you're, you've been judging for a while on this show. Yeah, so I think is it's it hard, hard to judge? It seems to, like when you do it, you come from the heart, though. You like. I think it's hard to do it when you're an artist. I really believe that when you're an artist, it's hard to really judge other people. Uh, but I think, you know, I'm not an artist. I'm a manager. I'm a producer. I'm a you know, musician. I am an artist, too, but not like that forefront artist, mm. right? So I think it just... So you and think- I think it's different for different people. I think, you know, as I think about it now, you know, Jennifer is good at it. Keith is good at it. Mariah is good. I mean, I think a lot of, you know, you see Adam Levine's good at it. Mm. Blake Shelton's good at it. You know, now Pharrell and Gwen are coming on The Voice. You know, you got, I think a lot of artists are good at a Harry Connick song. But some of them, it, it's hard, though. But you just think, but it just seemed for her that she, for, again, I'm the viewer. I'm at home watching her. I'm a fan. Right. You know, it seems like she didn't want to be there. I'm not sure that's what yeah. she really want. And as I said, some things sound good in concept. Right. And when you get in it, you go like, hmm. So you think at the time, at the time, she's like, fuck, this sounds cool. And then once she sat in the chair... And she's well, you going, know, because oh, think shit, about maybe it. this isn't. Yeah. She was the girl that actually came from that, right? So right. when you think about the Mickey Mouse Club, mm. that's how she got discovered. Yeah. So why not pay it forward yeah. on a show like X Factor, which is a great show with my boy Simon Cowell? But yeah, he's I'm not. Saying, my, he's so, not my boy. But we'll keep talking. Let's keep going. <laughs> right. No, I'm just kidding. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. like, why not pay it forward? You know, that's how she got discovered. Yeah. So I think you know. So she felt like she was staring at herself. A little bit. Well, yeah, the little because, farm girl from Louisiana with the little yeah, chubby feet. Yeah, she's from Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana. We're both Louisiana people. Britt's my home girl. Yeah. Yo, Britt, what's up? Yeah, she's got. Yo, she likes. Where that boot at, Britt? <laughs> yeah, she likes. To, she likes to have that cool, that cool, uh, that cool, that cool drink. You know what I mean? What's it? The drink they drink in New Orleans? Uh, well, I don't know. They drink a lot of drinks yeah. down there. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. When I was on MTV back in the 90s and I was doing what I was doing before social media and before you can kind of read stuff about me, I'm mean, the only time if, if, if when I came out in films or anything, it was you can only read yourself like in the newspaper, Us Weekly, Entertainment Weekly, things like that. Now it's so instant. And, you know, people like Miley Cyrus and, and Justin Bieber and, and Taylor Swift have access so so quickly to people that are either positive or negative to them. Does right. she read all the negative stuff? I know she she seems she doesn't care about it. 
At least that's what she says. But she seems a little bit defensive. No, you know, she's like, she's not. I mean, listen. I, I think that the, I think it's probably like tough how many for Twitter anybody. Followers does she have? Uh, I don't know the exact number. Uh, Eight million, ten million. No, no, no. 20. It's way more than that. Uh, I don't know the exact number right now. But but um, she's got a and she. There must be haters and there must be lovers because well, I noticed yeah, in the in the audience there's a lot of gay dudes yeah. and young girls uh-huh. and that you know what I mean. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then they all hang out afterwards. They do, right? <laughs> yeah. She's got a big, a big gay following. Yeah, yeah. She's got a big gay following. Yeah. She's got a big, you know. She's got a big. She's got a. She's got one of the one of the strongest followings. It's it's really interesting because mm. I'm very. I, I like to sort of go out and really take a, a you know like mm. walk the lobby yeah, at the I'm at sure. the show and just sort of see who's there yeah. and and try to understand what the fan base is. Uh, and what they're talking about, and you know, they don't know who I. I walk, you know, inconspicuously around the crowd, just and I and I pick things up. I hear, I hear what they say. I I see the, I see what they're wearing. I see the, you know, the the basic demographics. You know, just sort of for my own mindset, just to understand. You really got to understand the fan. Uh, it's an important thing for me to understand the fan, uh, and you know who who they are, and and I I look around and i see i see a a fan base that is incredibly engaged Mm. i mean they are all about her Mm. they are so excited to be there Mm. they don't want to leave i see fans walking out in groups from the show singing her songs like in in droves you know like you'll see 10 12 15 20 people singing one of her songs chanting one of her songs as they're walking out um not wanting the show to end they are you know they 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 dress like her they try to emulate her they love her you know she's she's a role model to to a lot of them because she really stands for female empowerment uh you know i read a very interesting article i think it was in the denver post after she played denver uh and i wish i knew the author's name because i'd love to credit him or her with it but um but the 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 title of the article was miley cyrus is the ultimate role role, female role role model uh i'm paraphrasing here it wasn't maybe not exactly that but that's what the title basically said and the article which was really 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 intelligently written basically said um those people who don't who 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 are haters to Miley don't get Miley because then they're not they're they're just looking at something on the surface that they think that they're afraid of um, the the ones who understand it understand the fact that what she's really what Miley really stands for is she really stands for uh, encouraging young women to be who they you know to to be who they are and to speak out and to and to not be afraid to you know to 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 be bold to try uh, things to be, that are different as try well. things that yeah. are different and outside to be the themselves zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah and to be themselves exactly step outside your uh, step outside your com- your comfort zone you know be you know be big be bold you know take take certain risks that can that can ultimately lead you to to better places um, she really does stand for for that in a in a big way and that's very serious that's not just sort of a twist on on the reality it's really serious she really does stand for that and really does and really does you know talk the talk and walk the walk in that direction so what's your take on we're here with randy so what's your take on the fact that these days, as opposed to the early days that the 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 acts and the celebrities can see instantaneously positive and negative stuff. I think it's always been that way. You know, all the artists that I manage, I tell them never to read their press and mm-hmm. never look at it because you know, for the thousand people that love you, 
you'll only see the five that just hate you mm-hmm. and you won't want to get out of bed or go outside or whatever. Uh, that's usually my general rule of thumb. I do think that the whole digital revolution and the whole online revolution has really changed things so things live forever in that universe and everything is instantaneous in that Don't universe. you feel like you have to be on your best behavior now as opposed to back in the day? I Yeah, but I really... I mean, really, come on, dude. Like, think about it. Let's get fucking no, no, real I, for a second. I do, I do. I mean, but think about I think, it. I think if you're an artist, though, here's the thing. I'm not talking about artists. I'm talking anyone. Oh, yeah, everyone. I mean, you know, you see... All the time, people have to really think about because what they don't think about is that there's a camera right above their head. Not only that, it will live forever on mm. there. So it's not like you can do it and go, oh, yeah, well, I, I didn't mean to did do that. It now it lives, it's online yeah. forever. Yeah. So and what about you know, the whole naked picture thing that just came up, you know, recently? You know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know how, I mean, it started with 9 11 and it started with, you know, uh, you know George Bush saying fuck it we're going to spy on everyone because we got to watch out for the terrorists and now they're just spying on everyone and then there's Snowden you know the whole Snowden thing which is like he you know it's like so basically what's happening now is anyone can see anything of ours at any time so well, Jennifer think, Lawrence has got like nude pictures out there and all these yeah different- but I think the hackers the hackers have been around since the start of the digital revolution really? they'll always be around well I mean look I mean you got you know, people that can break into anything and mm. almost everything. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Cyberbullies. Yeah, it is free, this online whole kind of community, but sure you want to play in that like that. And then you, you're right. You have to be more careful. Anybody. I mean, whether you're a celebrity or not, it doesn't matter. You have to be more careful. Yeah. You have to think about more what you do because... Even if it happened one time, it was something bad. It lives forever. Yeah, and what about forensic files? You ever see that show on uh, MSN? No, you don't watch that stuff. I don't, it's basically I'm not really about, a TV watcher. So. It's basically about you know people that kill people, and then there's like like DNA evidence. Do you wow. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't get away with anything anymore. No, well, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. mean, it's it's kind of uh, it's a different time that we live in. You know what I mean? So. You know, and the thing about artists, it's a hard, it's a hard kind of road. Uh, you know, it's a double-edged sword, I should say, because as an artist, you have to be free, and you have to live and do what you're going to do. Gaga's got to be Gaga. Madonna was Madonna. Steven Tyler, Steven Tyler, Miley's Miley. Uh, you know, Paulie mm. is Paulie. Mariah's Mariah. Larry, Larry likes Mariah. matzo ball soup. Yeah, Larry likes matzo ball. I do like matzo ball yeah, soup too. So, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. So yeah. you got to still be who you are, but you also have to think about mm. God. What am I putting out there? You know, what's happening? You know, let me make sure this has my intention on it or something. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what about Britney's sister? Didn't you work with her? For no, I never worked with her. I never What's worked her with name? Her. Uh, her name is Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn. Yeah, she's great. And what she's doing she- a country thing now, and it's fantastic. I actually just went to see her perform live, and she was fantastic. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And then you did the movie, what was it, Crossroads with Britney? Yes. Is Miley going to do a movie? Uh, she's she, done she must want movies. To. Yeah, but she yeah. must want to do something new. Uh, I don't know. I think right now she's happy in the music space. I think... Mm-hmm. I think she's done a lot of acting in the past, and I think she wants to focus on music. Uh, that, of course, you know, is something that could change in the future. But right now, uh, I don't think that that's really what, where her interests are. And, and do you do you get a lot of people trying to get to them? Uh, I mean, yeah. You hear like weird, like oh, blah blah blah, showed up and da, da, like yeah. because extra security and yeah, I mean, and they're do two of the biggest stars in the you, world. Yeah, two people ever ask you to get to them? 
Yeah, of course. Is that I mean, hysterical? It's, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's because yeah, I'm friends with Paul Rosenberg. Yeah, right. You know Paul? Of course, I know Paul. Yeah. Paul's a great guy. Yeah, I, I I took him to Dave Chappelle last week. Oh, did you? Okay, in New York, it was right. awesome. Yeah. And you know, and it's the same thing with Eminem. Yeah, Paul Rosenberg represents Eminem. Of course, and he wrote a biggest. song about him. Excuse me. He wrote a song about him on his first album. There's a song oh. about Paul. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and he he always deals with people trying to get to M. Right. Yeah, so of course. people are always trying to trying to get to these girls. Yeah, of course. What do they say? Um, well, it, it depends. I mean, you know, some are just you know legit fans who just you know, want to meet their you know their idols, which is you know which is wonderful and great. You know, uh, do you get and, just crazy business like? Because yeah. I get emails on my office email going, "Hey, will you do the?" And obviously, I'm not. I mean, at the um, inkling of where these girls are at, you must get just crazy like requests. And offers. Yeah, some are, some are off the wall. You know, some are just not well thought through, you know, and right. others are, you know, others are. Uh, but um, Do you ever get like sick money offers to play private it, shows? Yeah, it happens. Like, yeah. hey, I'll give her, you know, $2 million to just do six songs for a Saudi Arabian prince yeah. in like Guam or some yeah, shit? Yeah, that, that, that sort of thing. Those offers do come through. We don't really send them, do my them way. too often. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, we'll just put a blonde wig on you. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? A long one, you'll be Brittany. A short one, you'll be Miley. And then how did you, how did you hook up with Steve Tyler? Uh, Steven, because this is recent. Uh, yeah, Steven managing Steven is recent. I, I hooked up with Steven through his lawyer Dina Lapolt, who I love. She's great, and she, um, she helped me. Um, she helped me uh, meet up with him, and um, he, um, he's great. I that's, love Steven. That's and you it, know the, what? Just so you know, yeah. that's motherfucking Aerosmith. Bro. I know it's crazy. Isn't, isn't that it? insane? Well, the crazy thing Dude, is, that's is, Aerosmith. I, the crazy I mean, thing is, the seventies, the best, eighties, yeah. best. You know, you know, I was, I, mean, I was, come on, dude. I You're started, representing the lead singer. You probably like. No, I. Obsessed, it's crazy to me. It's right? crazy. Well, it's crazy to me because I, that, you know, I. That's when I started. When I started getting into music, uh, and I was a, you know, I was a drummer in a rock band in high school, which is how this whole thing started for me. But. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was like, you know, I mean, Aerosmith was like, they were gods to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, of course. Now, yeah, now I'm managing Steven, which is, yeah, very crazy to me. And then, um, and so is he on tour right now? Uh, he is on tour right now. He is yes. on tour. And is that with the band? Yeah, with Aerosmith, exactly. And, and do people do people ask, ask him to play some weird places? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, they, they all get these offers. I mean... Some, you know, some do more than others. There are some artists I know that do a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, none of my artists do a whole lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes it makes sense, but most of the time it doesn't. Can you, when you talk to him, I've met him several times. Yes. Can you please tell him um, about Steven Tyler PJs? <laughs> yes. From I Son-in-Law? I will, yes. I'm sure he's well aware. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's what made him famous. Steven, because I did that in the movie Son of I remember very I come well. Steven Tyler PJ. Exactly. Steven Tyler PJ. I know, one of my favorite movies. That's great. So, so that's pretty crazy. So, people listening to this must be pretty stoked, especially the young girls out there that are listening. If this is playing all over the world or in America, that girls that are sitting in their little small farm towns and their little hickory dickory little, you know, podunk small little crevices of America that, you know, have these big eyes wanting to get, you know, an American idol or get out there or, or something like that. What's your, you know, 
you know, if you can speak to those girls, those dreamers, those young dreamers. Well, it's girls there. and boys, um, and it's groups, and mm-hmm. it's you know anybody who wants to get into the industry. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it for many years, and mm-hmm. I, I've seen I've seen some people who are very off base in terms of um, in terms of their their. Uh, their abilities and their and and their expectations with respect to what uh, what might or might not be. I tend to be very honest with people when I'm when I'm. What did I do and what them. did I didn't do do right and what did I not do right? What did you do right and you're, not do right? You're still doing everything right. I you know I'm a fan. Thank I'm, you. I'm a, yeah, I'm a I'm a Paulie Shore fan. I'm one of the I'm one of the dozens of fans. The twelve fans out there. Exactly. So okay, back to the kids. Sorry. All right. Um, so there, again, there's kids out there that are dreaming. Like, how do yeah, I get in there? And, but but I'm I, I I I'm very honest with them. Um, not that I want to kill anybody's dream. Not that I uh, I believe art is art, and you should certainly have your the ability to to pursue uh, whatever career you want you want to pursue. But I do have a very realistic view on what I believe will work and won't work, and I have a pretty good sense of that, having done what I've done for for as long as I've done it. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll just meet somebody or be asked to take a look at somebody. Have you ever been wrong? Who's, uh, have I ever been wrong? Meaning, meaning uh, for have instance. Have I ever said, no, this person, this person's not very good. And then all of a sudden it turned out to be, you know, um, you know, Justin Bieber or Christina Aguilera or someone mm-hmm. like that. No, that, that, that's never happened. I've never passed on somebody who ended up ultimately becoming really big. Uh, I did... I did represent um, Taylor Swift when she was a kid, Gaga when she was a kid, um, but as, as a lawyer, uh, not as a, not as a manager, and in a much earlier incarnations of their of their talent. But you know, uh, knew that they were very talented kids um, at the time. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of a lot of those a lot of people who became very famous who um, were represented at my law firm at various you know various periods of time. Uh, and, um, and, you know, we believed in all of them. Uh, I, again, I'm not, I'm not claiming to, to have, you know, to sort of be the, the end all be all or have sort of the Holy grail of talent in my hand, but I, I, I do have a pretty good sense of what will work and what won't work. Um, and, a and a really good sense as to what definitely won't work. Mm. Uh, and there's a lot of that out there. There's a lot of people who are somewhat, who, you know, who, who are somewhat, sort of delusional in terms of in terms of uh, believing that they can have a real career. Uh, yeah, and that's, it's like a that's girl, unfortunate. Yeah, it's like a girl that wants to be in Playboy. Right. And they're just chubby and like they're they're pretty, but you know, it's like you hear remember Howard Stern used to do that? Yeah, of course. He used to say like, babe, it's not gonna happen. You know, you're fat right there and they like poke out. Right. You like, just kinda like, be, all like your, Simon Cowell. Well your girlfriends. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, like Simon let's, Cow. Let's, let's no but that. No, but like Simon Cowell would be like straight up, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was like straight up. Yeah, yeah, and and I think people really appreciated that about Simon. Um, I I sort of am similar in, but just sort of different, you know, take a different approach to it. Well, you're not. Um, on I, TV, I'm not on TV know. and trying to sort of, uh, yeah, be you know get ratings from it. I'm just I'm just trying to be honest with people. Uh, but I and I also feel like 
somebody, it's better off to tell somebody, listen, this really isn't your calling. This isn't, mm-hmm. this really isn't going to work. And you might as well sort of repurpose yourself right now and go off to lead a more productive life in another field than trying for another 10 years to make this work. Cause mm-hmm. I really honestly believe that this just isn't going to work for you. I'd rather say that to somebody than sort of pat them on the back and say, yeah, you're, 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 you're good. Just keep working at it. Mm-hmm. When I really don't you know, believe my mom, it. My mom said that she says she doesn't, uh, What's the word? She doesn't uh, support mediocre talent. Right. She's yeah. like, you know, if it's not happening. Yeah. It's not like, happening. why, why, why lie to somebody, or why just why patronize somebody and just say? Um, so what? What know, do you think about people? Pe- people putting their their videos or their stuff on the internet and and getting their stuff out that way as opposed to the old way. I mean, now it seems like good and bad. I think it's good that there's the internet, but there's bad that's there's there's the internet. Well, it's it is good and bad, and it's good it's good in that it gives it gives everybody a voice. Mm. But uh at the same time, sometimes, you know, at the same time it creates too many voices and it also makes it very difficult to cut through all the clutter. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's too much. Yeah, there used to be a filter system that doesn't exist as much anymore. Yeah. Um and the filter system was good and bad at the same time, but uh, I believe mostly good in that, you know, in that quality was, was, was out there. And, um, and today there's a lot of mediocrity out there, but at the same time, you know, there's, there's a lot of great stuff that comes out of that, of that. Of it's all, yeah. It's also, if they're talented and they're good, it'll catch it'll, fire. Okay, that's exactly it'll right. It'll catch fire. So yeah. that's good. Yeah, that's exactly right. Beaver's a perfect example of that. Yeah. You know, Macklemore doesn't have a record deal. Um, you know, look what those guys are doing. Uh, it's just, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's the new world and it's still, and everybody's still really trying to figure it out in its entirety. But I believe that it's, I believe overall it's a good thing. It gives, it gives everybody a voice and it gives people the ability to really, um, to really put themselves out there and to learn for themselves, whether they're, whether they're, whether this is the right career for them or not, uh, whether they're good enough to be, um, you know, to be, to become, you know, Bieber or Macklemore. Uh, those are, those are the exceptions to the rule, uh, but they do exist. And where do you think the style of the music is going finally just now? I mean, there, obviously you see, see all these DJs out there. Well, yeah, EDM is, EDM I mean, is, is hot of, as hell. Um, because Miley seems to be on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, the, my, Miley's last album was, you know, was, was pretty rhythmic based pop. Um, it was, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, she worked, you know, she worked with Mike Will on it. Um, who's an urban producer and then, you know, and you put it, to, you put an urban producer together with, uh, you know, who's as smart and, and, and good and talented as Mike Will. And you, know, you put them together with, a, with, with someone like Miley, um, who, you know, who just, you know, has edge and is very cool and, you know, and his pop, um, but you know, sort of the, you know, the edgier side of pop and the cooler side of pop and you, you know, you come up with bangers, uh, which was, you know, which is an amazing album. Uh, um, but you know, that's sort of, you know, that lives on its own where it is. I don't know that it's indicative necessarily of any trend. Um, you know, my guess is, is that Miley's next album will probably be a departure from that, you know, because she's constantly thinking and reinventing herself in her head. She's like that, you know, she's like, she's like Madonna like that. Um, you know, she's always, you know, she's always sort of steps ahead of where she is and where everybody else is. So it's hard to tell 
anybody where she's going to go next, but I, whatever it is, it's going to be amazing and it's going to be trend setting. But in terms of where music is going overall, um, I think the EDM artists have been around for a while. Uh, uh, it's an interesting trend. It's really great. People love it. It, you know, it works, it works at home. It works in the car. It works in the club. Um, it's really great. You know, is it, is it, will it, will it burn out? Will it come to a point where, where people have had enough of that and move on to something else? It's highly possible. Uh, because, you know, uh, yeah, because I remember, um, back in the day with Noah and Jason at Tao and, right. and Lavo and Marquis, celebrities were getting a lot of money. Right. And now they're not getting the money to host parties. Correct. All the money is going to the DJs. Like, right. I mean, you know the number that, you know, Jason and his group have to pay these, you know, uh, oh, yeah, Cascade or whatever coming through. Yep. It's just fucking, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how much more longer do you think that's going to last? Um, it could last a while. It mm. could, you know, but it's... Because it, it, Paulie's a DJ. Yeah, Paulie's a DJ and he does great. And, you know, and there's a huge demand for him. And there's a but he's like a celebrity DJ. Yeah, but they're, they're all celebrity DJs at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, all the big ones. They're, they're, you know, they, they, they're, they got their celebrity in a slightly different way than Paulie, but, uh, you know, they're all, they're all celebrity DJs and they, and you're right. They are the, they are, they are the new celebrities in the clubs. Yeah. Uh, it used to be, you know, Paris Hilton would show up and then it'd be a DJ. Now, you know, Paris Hilton is the DJ. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what are you saying? I should what? Paula, you should be a DJ, man. Come on, man. Get you on the ones and twos, dude. But I don't. But the thing is, I don't DJ. But I don't need to DJ. I just need to hold my hands up in the air and get <laughs> yeah. everyone going with the hold bullhorn. Hold your hands up, right? wave them, go with the bullhorn and the yeah. pulse, and just go, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then have like someone else do it, kind of like Millie Vanilli type shit. Yeah, right. You have like yeah. someone, like a little Asian dude, kind of underneath the table. No, you can just come in and with your CDs, just play oh. the CD. It's and already, already pre-recorded. Yeah. Hysterical, <laughs> hysterical. So what, what? Okay, so what? What interview did you do with Larry? Larry and I did an interview. I have a, a course that I was doing, and he came in and did an interview about the music business. We were just, you know, two guys talking about the music business and the intricacies of it, and you know, just getting down and deep on the promotion, the marketing, the managerial aspect, what managers do today versus what they used to do yesteryear. You know, how's that role changed? We just kind of went in, as I would say. And so what's the, what's the, the, what is the, is it a class or something? It was a class that I was doing. At yeah. UCLA? Uh, no, it was an online class that I was doing, so. And what, and what is it called? You're uh, not doing it anymore. Well, no, it's just called Randy Jackson's, uh, you know, music business course. I was talking about a bunch of stuff and Larry was kind enough to come and grace us. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's happening. It's still happening. Oh, that's we cool. We've got to get you to talk about the entertainment business. I'm down. I'll have to do the whole thing. Yeah, no, you <laughs> know it well. You've yeah, lived I've been it, around so. it. All right. <laughs> Um, so have you ever done one of these interviews before? Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought this was an exclusive. Should I lie and say no? No, who'd you um, do one of these with? Uh, I did one with Randy Jackson recently. But a podcast interview talking mm, about your no, artists no, no. like they this? Did it, for, it was done for one of the classes that they offer at the, at the mm. school. And um, it was similar to this. Uh, but but um, do people come up to you and they want you to do interviews all the time? Uh, or they can't they, get I do you. Get, do you I, have a manager yourself? I don't have a manager myself. Adam's no. not your manager. Adam's not my manager. No, uh, 
no, I, I, I don't, I tend not to do these because, uh, you know, you got to protect your artists. Yeah. And you know, people want to, people try to get dirt on, on, you know, on Brittany and on Miley and, and I didn't go there, bro. I know you behaved yourself. Dude, I kept it back, dude. You know, I know people are listening to this going, why didn't you go overboard, bro? Because there's guns here. You guys, there's security. And there's 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 henchmen here that say if I say one <laughs> one off colored thing that you're oh his kids just pointed at me one off colored thing then all of a sudden they're gonna you know stuff the weasel and throw me overboard bro yeah, exactly we're on the twentieth floor here we can all right well have fun at Kiss and Foreigner and you know Winger or wherever you're going at the forum going yeah, back we're to going you. to see Kiss and Def Leppard tonight Def Leppard we're all, we're very excited I think it's we're gonna paint our faces. It's a whole schwitz. All right, Larry. Thanks for speaking to me, man. All right, man. Larry. All right, So he didn't invite you to that. This is Randy Jackson. He didn't invite you to the Kiss Warner or Winger show, did he? <laughs> Kiss and Def Leppard. No. I would have gone. Paul, you and I should have gone. He didn't, get invite, he didn't invite me either, bro. So, look, Larry. First yeah, of all, you got to yeah. break off a bunch of people. you got to invite yeah, me and we, Paulie we, to stuff. We have my friend David write down the list. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, so, so what do you think about that? That was pretty cool that Larry, Larry, I want to thank you so much for sitting down with me. And I know it's uh, very untrustworthy. You're very untrustworthy, which, and you have every, every right to be because you got to protect your clients for right, sure. You got to protect 100%. your clients always. And, um, but hopefully, uh, Britney Spears or Miley Cyrus or Steven Tyler heard this interview and you, you know, and they like, they like what they said about him and maybe they want to come on. They maybe they want to come on. Yo. Yeah. So well, you, we could either take them all three dancing, you and I. Yeah. So yeah. so tell us about uh, uh, the last thing about American Idol. What's, what's so season fourteen's coming up, man. Yeah, but that's not the last season. No, no. So you're just gonna keep going. It's the next season. This show could go on forever. So how does it that you still stay on there and everyone keeps kind of there's a rotating thing? Uh, well, you know, I'm no longer a judge. I stepped down from judging a couple oh, years ago, so, now so you're I'm just, just like you know, mentor, kind of, right. like hang out. Yeah. So, how, so Ryan Seacrest, he's the host with the. How mostest. does he still get to stay the host then? He's the host with the mostest because he's 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 uh, he's got all these other things going as well. Well, no, I think listen, he genuinely loves it. I mean, he's amazing at it. I mean, he juggles so many things yeah. in an hour, two hours. Mostly show his me. balls, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I saw him recently at Kurt Rappaport's. Uh, did you hear about that Kurt Rappaport's uh, uh, a Labor Day party? I was it supposed was a white to go. Party. I was supposed I to was, go. You were there. It was hysterical, dude. dude. I was supposed Ryan to go. Ryan was buzzed. He was having so much fun. No, I was supposed I get, to go. Yeah, it was yeah, in it was, Malibu. I was supposed yeah, to go. God. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really I would have seen you there. Yeah, it was really sweet. Everyone was there. Byron Allen was there. Rob Th- Robin Thick. And a couple other people. So, so what else about Miley and Brittany that people should know? And, and obviously, Steven Tyler and, and his other clients that people should know. Possibly. Well, I think one of the great things about these artists, you know, Steven Tyler is like he's a legend. He's a living yeah. legend. He's a career. He'll have a career as long as he can even just open his mouth. And I think that'll be forever because the guy's one of the greatest ever. And I think Brittany and Miley, you know, I think what people don't realize mm. is when you look how long mm. that they've been around, because people have this connotation that pop stars are here to go and here to, here to stay here to stay for a minute and then go away. Mm. Both of these girls have been around and stand at the test of time and stood the test of time. So they're going to be around a long time. Yeah. These are career artists. Yeah. So they may be pop stars, but they're also career stars. And yeah. so what... I see today, especially from a managerial standpoint or label or any an industry standpoint, 
you want people that are going to last the test of time because mm-hmm. the flash in the pan stuff yeah. is not good for anyone. Yeah, talent wins always. Talent wins always. Look, I yeah. mean, Paulie, you're still doing your thing. You're still, still going strong. Yeah. You're still doing your thing now. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, you and I have been doing this forever. So the fact that you can have a career in this speaks volumes to your talent, to your mm. credibility, to everything that you do. So, yo, don't sell. You and know, then, Britney's and yeah. Miley Short, man, they're doing it big right now. Yeah, and then any of the kids that are listening to this that are dreaming and they're in their little town, the kids maybe even that don't even get to go online at the American Idol. Right. People that are just like maybe they can't afford to, to drive over to – to yeah, wherever the yeah, audition is, yeah. yeah. So what do you? What's your? Uh, what's your? Uh, um, you know, information for them or your? You know, what do you, you have know, to say study, to them? You know, study, get the in the dreamers. lab. Study, get in the lab. Stay in the lab. Become as great as you can be. I mean, become a sponge. Listen to his interviews like this. So as much people as you can find within wherever, so you can gain some knowledge, gain a little speck of knowledge, a little speck of knowledge there, and apply it to what you do. Yeah. So that when you get the shot, and you will get the shot eventually. Mm. Make sure you're ready because yeah. if you're ready, yo, you'll be on your way. Cool. And anything we could say negative about Simon Cowell, please? Uh, Simon Cowell please, is my something, dear friend. Something. He's just the greatest the guy. No, He's my kidding. boy. No, thank you so much for <laughs> thank you so much, Randy, for having me uh, have, sitting with me with Larry. Larry, what's up? Miley, what's Larry, up? Larry, what's going on? Miley, Brittany, Tyler, way Brittany. to go. Keep on doing your thing. We're out. Ryan Seacrest. Yo, Ryan bro. Ryan Seacrest. Nicki we're, Minaj. Everybody, what's up? We're out. Peace. Yo, yo, yo. I'm out. Seacrest. So that was pretty cool, you guys, sitting down with these these goofballs. I want to thank the, the, thank them for sitting down. Oh, also, Larry Rudolph is his Twitter, which is at Larry Rudolph. Randy Jackson's. Twitter is at yo underscore Randy Jackson. I want to say thank you so much for sitting down with me, guys. And I want to tee up next week's episode. We're going to go totally the other way with um, we're going. Where are my pundits at? Where are my uh, my political correspondents? Where are the people that are into politics out there? I hope you are because I know I am. Um, I sat down with the tax man. Um, uh, here he is, guys. This is uh, next week's episode. We're teeing it up. Mr. Grover Norquest. The biggest difference between the two parties is not abortion or guns. But the issue that divides the two parties uh, is the tax issue. My Twitter is at Pauly Shore. Uh, my website is PaulyShore.com for tour dates. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys are still interested. Thanks, you guys. Have a great day or night. Bye. <laughs>